live with Brian with a stumped look on his face. I asked him if he was leading out, and he's like, wait, what? Huh? Who? Me? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Fireside Freedom Podcast. I'm Ken. I'm joined by Thesia from Grandma's Homestead, Brian from the Lots Project, and Letty Lou with Liberty All Day. Guys, we just came through the worst freeze ever. Oh, <laughs> How'd you guys survive it? Y'all, y'all rolling okay, or was it was it nothing? What uh, what went down for you guys? I can tell you up here in the Great White North, it really was a nothing burger. They kept saying it's going to be cold, it's going to be snowy, it's going to be cold, it's going to be snowy, and got a little chilly. We didn't really get the snow, so we kind of sat back and watched the rest of you guys like freak out as your world <laughs> as the the White Walkers came south of the wall, right? <laughs> When I spent the whole week trying to prepare for it because, you know, they said it was going to be bad. And I was prepping and prepping and trying to make sure my animals are going to be okay. And about 4.30 in the morning, that first wind hit and I woke up and I went, crap, I haven't anchored down the the chicken tractor. So I'm out, I'm putting my coveralls on at 4.30 in the morning. I'm out there and it was already dropping and I, and the mist, the wind was her- terrible and the, and the, um, the mist was freezing to my glasses while I'm out there anchoring down the chicken coop. And <laughs> but mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I wouldn't have been able to sleep. So I was glad I did it. And and I set up a windbreak for them and they, I didn't lose any birds. Very good. Did the, skirting, stay, did the skirting stick around? <laughs> yes. So far. <laughs> Eight times the charm. <laughs> Uh, we filled some buckets up and uh, just rolled through it. We ran the wood stove basically in a few nights. We didn't feel like getting up and stoking the fire because we had a little Christmas celebration. And uh, yeah, let the propane furnace run and, and it was what it was. And we got solar for power. So we didn't know if the power was on or off. It didn't really matter. Um, mm. Just waiting for the water to come back on here where I fill up my tank to find out if there was any pipe damage or anything when it froze, but I don't think there will be. Hope not. (laughs) We got down to negative four here in Kentucky and that's the coldest I've ever seen it here. I think the wind chill was like negative 38 and yeah, it was pretty cold, but it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Like, cause you think of negatives and you think you're going to die at least being from Georgia. That's how it feels, but it really wasn't that bad. So I think with our wood stove, it never got below, or we were able to keep it in the mid upper fifties, sometimes in the sixties. So it was, yeah, we were good. Throw a sweatshirt on. You're good in the house. Yeah. That's kind of where it keeps ours is right around, right around that 60. We got to 16 the one day, the one overnight, and it was a little chilly in here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We have uh, we have, I've got that canopy over the top and every winter we wrap it with plastic. And this year I went to Lowe's and got them big, the, like the double walled panels. So I've got that on three sides and two layers of plastic on the other side. So we don't have any of the wind whipping through there or anything like that, but our water still did freeze. I think I woke up about six, six thirty on Friday morning. And I was like, Crap. I forgot to drip the water. And so I ran over to try it and it was already froze up. So Finally, this morning, our water is falling out again, so we do have running water. <laughs> uh, so that was that was good. That's real good. Anything else you guys been up to lately? I know we just came through Christmas, like a little holiday, I, I think. 
I relaxed at home all day. Y'all guys do anything special? Have anything going on? I nursed a pretty bad hangover. <laughs> yeah. We we spent uh, Christmas Eve Eve and Christmas Eve um, making up for my mistake of buying three large bottles of eggnog instead of the three normal size bottles. And we were we were gonna take a we take like a little drinking break every now and then, and it was after Christmas, so we had to finish it by the end of the weekend. So I was on a mission and I finished <laughs> early. I mean, I excelled and I was a champion, and I finished a day early. Um, Way to go, Brian! Definitely <laughs> paid for it on Christmas. <laughs> Just hung around and. <laughs> uh, yeah, paid for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you had to rough. finish all that off, right? Yeah, and it was like, uh, it was, uh, and it was, yeah, pretty. It rough. was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was a good oh, time. Yeah. How about you, Letty? Um, little man got a trampoline and and um, Hot Wheels Ultimate Garage, which is where were these toys when we were kids? Because I mean. I spend at least two hours a day with him right now playing with his stupid garage, but it's fun and he enjoys fun it. For adults too, huh? It is like it, it truly brings out your inner child. And then this guy got some fun teething stuff because we're getting to that stage now. And uh, yeah, it was we just had a nice quiet Christmas. We weren't sure if we were going to make it out Saturday to the in-laws, but we did, and we had a lot of drifting snow on the way back home. So we're happy we took the. The big expedition because it was able to manage the roads as opposed to the little kia <laughs> but no it was, it was nice it was small and you know we're we're trying to make it our own holiday as opposed to what the grandparents want it to be for us so we made we made some some changes this year versus what we've done in the past and we really liked how it how it went so hopefully next year works just as well it's awesome how about you thesia I was busy, busy, busy. I got to help with the kids program. I did the narration and help uh, with the script and then uh, helped build a float for the first annual foil Christmas parade and was part of that. And uh, I, I was one of the ones that was walking behind because I'm surrounded by old folks and nobody wants to walk. So apparently, according to insurance, somebody has to walk behind the float in case somebody falls off. So <laughs> that's what I did there. Except the driver was forgetting somebody was walking and it was while I was running, going, wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Christmas Eve, my, uh, we went to my youngest son for Christmas Eve. And then we went to one of Tom's cousins for Christmas Day. And and then we came home and unwrapped gifts uh, for in my 16, my 16 year old granddaughter. She, she, she made out pretty good, but um Yep, I was busy. I was glad to. I was glad to quit for a while. <laughs> I bet. I had the laziest, most relaxing Christmas I've ever had. Woke up late, sat around, and did nothing except take care of the animals, and just kind of. It was kind of nice. Originally, Dad had said, which he only lives like a quarter mile across the field. He was like, "All the family's got to come home to our place. Everybody's coming over." Well, him and all his siblings are taking turns caring for his parents that live about three hours away so worked out that it was his turn to go take care of them on christmas day so all my other siblings live like two hours away they got together my wife and i just sat at home and took care of the animals and stayed in the house it was it was pretty nice i liked it 
Did you let any animals come in? I mean, were you like baby Jesus with the animals in the manger or no? Dogs and cats. That was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture of dogs and cats strewn throughout the house on beds, under feet, everywhere. They don't take up quite as much room as Brian's dogs do, but they're pretty underfoot. <laughs> nice. Uh, they, they're, they're thinking they have to be house dogs now, and I'm not liking it too much because takes up too much room. <laughs> they always got to have the attention. So tonight I thought we'd do something a little different. I found a spin the wheel or a picker wheel thing and I added like 40 questions in there. So we're just going to spin the wheel, see what pops up and make some conversation with that. How does that sound to you guys? Sound pretty good yep. to all y'all? Okay. Yep. Awesome. So we all get to be, all over on the side tonight. So we're just going to have some fun with it. If it's something you want to pass on or you want to jump in on or have a big story to tell, then go for it. But our first question, what one thing, if you gave up today, would give you the most freedom towards achieving your dream life? Ooh. Anybody want to go first on that one? What? I, I, I got to give something up. <laughs> yeah, like what one thing if you gave it up today would give you the most freedom to achieve it, your dream life? Um, I don't know. For me, that'd probably be I might spend too much time on social media. I do waste some time on that. I sit there and next thing you know, it's like an hour later. I'm like, crap, got to go do something. <laughs> but then, I mean, on the other hand, it does add a lot to what I'm trying to build. So it's kind of a give and take there. I'm not sure what to do with that. How about you guys? Sugar, probably. Sugar? Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't grow it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Renegade says morals. He'd give up morals. <laughs> that, that, is a, uh, that is a legitimate answer there because I'm struggling to come up with something that uh, – I kind of did this already. I kind of gave I up. I know, right? <laughs> what more can you give up? <laughs> Corey's next, right? <laughs> no, no, no. She's the one that makes it possible. <laughs> oh, okay. I think See, Amazon. I give up, it, oh, yeah. Beef, I'd already given up uh, because it was making me so sick and I didn't know it. So I feel better. So, man, I want a good hamburger every once in a while. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Amazon and beef. I like both of those. Amazon because... I live so far from everything, and it's nice to have it shipped in. It, Amazon, yeah, I mean, we order this guy's diapers through Costco, but once he gets to the next size, we're going cloth because I'm sick and tired of buying diapers. But Amazon has been – I just need to get the app off my phone. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Same. Y'all ready to go again? Oh, it's going. I don't know like how long you're going to last with the cloth diapers. <laughs> I tried him with my oldest son and he had a huge bladder and he could pee and fill up a fill up a diaper in one pee. <laughs> oh, well, I figure by the time like we're on that, he'll be he'll be eating real food and stuff. So I won't have like the constant super wet diapers. So fingers crossed, we'll see. But my aunt sent me like a shit ton of cloth diapers. So I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. We have the old school white one. So it's gonna happen. Good luck with that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Calculate how many hours you hold diapers. 
out of here. This is the last question I put in. Your best and worst New Year's Eve party. I don't know. Tom's cousin used to own a bar. And so we used to go there quite a bit. But it, And it was kind of fun. But it, every once in a while, things would get a little bit rough. And I told Tom, I said, if you ever get into a fight, I'll be hiding in the back of the truck because <laughs> I don't, I don't get into fights. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. For me, the only, most of the time I'm in bed before midnight anyway, because like why well, stay up if I don't need to. So probably I'd say best and worst might be the same one because you know, your heart jumped into your throat for a second. And then you realize it was a joke. That was at, um, Back at Y2K, we all had a big church get together and somebody flipped out the lights, like turned off all the power right at midnight. And everybody's heart sinks and half the people scream. And <laughs> but then it turned out to be, you know, somebody playing a prank on it. So that was, it was turned out to be the best and the worst, I guess. I don't know. That's kind of cheating. But. So that was actually my worst New Year's Eve was Y2K. <laughs> I had to babysit. I mean, there's nothing wrong with babysitting on New Year's Eve, but the family that I babysit for, well, this guy apparently has, he's even experienced New Year's Eve and he's got a best and a worst. Um, but they they didn't have cable, which that was fine because I didn't have cable at home. But the only stations that they had were PBS and one of the local news channels. And I said, okay. I'm like, okay, PBS. So I had PBS on all night once I put the kids to bed. But it was just... Cause it was Y2K. It was supposed to be exciting and everything. And here I am just sitting there babysitting. <laughs> but I think the best one was actually last year. We celebrated Irish New Year's Eve at six o'clock at night. And we were all asleep by eight 30 or nine o'clock. That's so, a pretty good one. It was good. Is that the same thing as it's five o'clock somewhere? Uh. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think both uh, were the same night, and it also was uh, Y2K. I was also attending church, but my church was in Tijuana, Mexico. Um, <laughs> and uh, part of the way through the night, I, I kind of blacked out and woke up a couple days later in San Diego on the tram. So um, I, I assume that it was a pretty good couple days. Um, but the fact that I don't recall most of it uh, makes it the worst also. <laughs> we were in nice Tijuana one time. We were in Tijuana one time, and uh, and uh, somebody's car caught on fire, and it was a uh, and it, it was the the engine caught on fire. The uh, fuel pump was pumping fuel, and it was catching on fire. And it was a two door vehicle, and the adults just got out and scattered and left like eight kids in the car. So my ex-husband was running over there pulling babies out of the car and he spoke Spanish. He's going, I'm down. I don't know. I don't know what he was saying, but he was saying <laughs> he was trying to get these babies out of the car in Spanish and there's no fire department. So everybody, all of the people who had shops there in, in Tijuana, they just ran out with their fire extinguishers and ran out onto the street and put out the fire and they all went back on to what they were doing. <laughs> Quite the story. <laughs> So if you if anybody watching has any questions you want to add to the mix, go ahead and comment them in all caps, and we will add those to the mix, or maybe just jump straight to those. Forget to spin the wheel. <laughs> it spins for a long time. 
Best piece of advice you've been given. Renegade has a question before we jump into that. Is an Irish New Year's like an Irish goodbye? The year left, but nobody around knew it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you're celebrating it before the year's actually over over here. <laughs> so what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I have to think about that one for a little bit. Anything worth doing, worth doing right, even if it's wrong. Done is, is better advice? than perfect. Yeah. Just do the it. The only advice I can even remember is, you know, because like when you're a teenager, you don't know what to be when you grow up. And so a mom says, just do the first two years. They don't care what you're, you're, uh, what that you're going to be anyway. All you're doing is getting um, your basic stuff out of the way. And so I never, I never did really choose what I wanted to be when I grow up. Still trying to decide. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to be a storm chaser, but I haven't done that yet. There's there still go. time, Cynthia. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Just take your little camera and uh, go out, start chasing them tornadoes out there. Silly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Next question. Here we go again. It'll be your new uh, YouTube channel, Thesia. Grandma storm chasing. <laughs> I love it. You know, saying so is a lot easier than doing it because it's hard to predict which direction to drive to even get, see one. You know, all the ones I've ever seen, I was in standing in place and they were coming my direction. That's when you get underground. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see them, but uh, no, I, I'm, I want to see it from a distance. Amy says, Thesia, you'd be an amazing storm chaser. <laughs> I got chased by a storm once. I was playing on a boys' baseball team, and uh, I saw well, there were five tornadoes in a row that were spinning up, and they would dissipate, and then spin up and dissipate. And then one of them turned into a big tornado and started chasing us all the way back home. And we're after you. <laughs> What's the best thing about living in the current era, times we live in? I think it's all the technology, technological advances. I love it. Both terrifying and awesome, depending on how you use it. I have yeah, to agree I, with you there. Oh, go ahead. I have to agree with you there because it's it, it really is it's a it's a blessing and a curse because yes, you have so much available right at your fingertips, but then because it's right at your fingertips, you're more likely to want to just get lost in it and go down those rabbit holes. But mm. I have to say, I I think like in addition to that, it's also the fact that you can create these communities and like and meet people that you never would actually meet in person because you do have the internet. So and podcasts. I met all you guys through the various podcasts we all listen to and through this. So yay. <laughs> there's more yeah, there's more opportunity than ever before. Yeah. Carmel was watching a, uh, Carmel being my wife, was watching a video on YouTube the other day about uh, poor people in Appalachia. I think this video was done back in the 60s. And it's really sad because they were stuck in the 30s and 40s. It had been a booming mining town, coal mining, and coal mining left or it became more automated and their region couldn't adapt. And so it was just uh, old people and kids were left behind. And you know, at that time, they didn't have anything else. 
big, I mean, they didn't have the opportunity, but today you can live anywhere you have an internet connection and your opportunity is unlimited. So that's what I love about it. Thesia Renegade Butcher says to check with your local National Weather Service. They do spotter classes. I might do that. That would be cool. <laughs> All right. I adjusted the spin length on this, so we'll see what happens here. Or I tried to. It doesn't seem to have worked. Ah. Favorite media type and genre to consume. So like books, TV shows, podcasts, uh, anything like that. What type do you prefer and what genre? Oh my gosh. Well, I don't watch movies. If I do watch movies as action movies, I listen, I, I love podcasts and I read books with real, real books with pages and not, uh, I mean, I, I have several books on my phone, but I don't know. And TikTok's pretty funny. Non, non-fiction audio. I found some documentaries on YouTube that I've been watching lately. Oh, see, I love novels. I used to. Do you love novellas read... a little less? How's that, Brian? Do you, well, do you usually novellas novel? are. <laughs> I, I I like Dean Coons, Clive Cussler, all the action stuff. I don't know. Novellas are just like, oh, do you, I don't know what I'm going to do. Do you read romance novels? No. <laughs> Oh, see, I could send you some. I, I grabbed one of those from uh, from my grandma once. I was a kid. I was like in my teens, and I Feel took it to school, and I was reading it. I'm like, "What is going on?" I know. See, I, I would read them occasionally when I was young and horny, but I'm not that anymore. <laughs> We, we used to pick one up a week when we'd go to Walmart when I was going to school in Florida, and the bet would always be on on what page do we start like the bodice ripping and all the super deeper romance stuff. Like there was one and we start reading and it was on page two and we couldn't believe that it was so soon into the book because <laughs> most of them, it was a good 10 to 15 pages in. <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember going down to the basement, my grandpa's and looking through the national geographic so I could see all the naked natives. Right. Oh man. Did you guys, do you guys, did you guys actually have like those collections? Like, so your grandpa had them. I know we had a small collection of National Geographic books as kids, and now I wonder where they went because those would be a great addition to my little homeschool library for a little man. So, so they can see all the boobs too. <laughs> I'm a breastfeeding like mama, so I mean they're everywhere. So. Uh, on to the next question. <laughs> Oh, here's one from Brian. If you had to lose one of your five senses, which one and why? I'm going to let you answer that one first, Brian. <laughs> you came up with it. <laughs> Probably smell because, I mean, it is what it is. I got to be able to feel my fingers. I got to be able to see. I got to be able to hear. If I had to choose one to lose, it'd probably be smell. I thought you I lost like feeling in your fingers. Well, I mean, I can tell when I touch something; it just doesn't have a lot of uh, a lot of oomph to it. Depends how cold it is. Yeah, they do get a little bit more feeling when they are warm in temperate climates, so that's nice. Mm 
I think mine would be smell because 99% of the time I can't smell anyway. So I've already lost it. <laughs> Any of you, Thesia, Letty? I think I'm going to go, this is, I, so I have sensory processing disorder. So that makes us really interesting. And I think the, I would have to go with touch because for me, like what sets me off with, with my SPD really is a lot of touch, like the feel of different things. Number two would be taste. And like, that's a really, really close second, <laughs> hmm. but it, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I have to go touch because there's so many fabrics and stuff out there that I mean, just looking at them, I can already feel the heebie-jeebies creeping in, knowing what it's going to do to me. So what is sensory processing disorder? I've never heard of that. <laughs> um, okay. So sensory, it, it it's part of the autism spectrum of things. And it, so the, the issue with it is you can either be overstimulated or understimulated. So for me, I get overstimulated by um, textures, by things that I feel like that's number one. Number two is actually scents for me. So our house is very, very limited, like fragrances and such. And I just have a handful of essential oils that I can actually diffuse to make things smell better. Um, and it, it just like, it's, it's so going back to the touch thing with, with certain fabrics, especially having babies. When I registered, I everything I registered for was hundred percent organic cotton, um, muslin, because I knew that those fabrics I could touch, but a lot for me, like the synthetic fabrics, I, I can't, I can't even be near them because it gives me such that such a negative reaction, hmm. um, which is really difficult because now all the baby stuff is made with that minky and plush and all that other, crap <laughs> but it like it's weird because for some people with spd it's the aversion so they are very understimulated so for me with touch i'm very stimulated by the different things that i can feel but like if my husband were to lightly touch my hand or one of the kids would lightly touch me i wouldn't feel it so i don't necessarily feel some like something touching me unless it's like a harder touch so like deep joint therapy is one moment. So deep joint therapy is like really big for me. So when I go get a massage, I'm getting a 90 minute deep tissue massage because that's the only way that I can actually relax, which most people think is insane. Hmm. How about you, Thesia? Well, I think practically I was going to pop off hearing because I'm already halfway there, but probably the smell it be one that, I mean, cause, and that affects taste too. So I don't, I don't know, but yeah, probably smell. We can do without them pretty easily. <laughs> Josh said hearing, depending on who's talking. I concur. Yep. <laughs> uh, I forgot to hit go live on Telegram. Brian's over there shaking his head. <laughs> At the end of 2023, what will need to have happened to have made the year a success? Hmm. Brian already knows. Right. Go for it. I wake up January 1st, 2024. <laughs> there you go. It's a good one. I mean, that obviously, yeah, if you get through it, it's, that's a big success. It's the only goal I really need to set. Everything else will take care of itself. <laughs> uh, Josh concurs. He said, stay alive and out of prison. Those are two. Yeah. 
say for me, I think having at least two recurring um, projects for my virtual assistant consulting side hustle so that I have that, that regular little bit of income coming in each month. I think income is the same thing for me too, you know, cause I do a lot of stuff, but none of them make money for me yet. So yeah, if I could get something that's actually bringing in some sort of income, that would be like a total success. Mm -hmm. Mine will be being in the house. So I got to, Oh yeah. <laughs> that's a huge one. I'm done with the camper, especially on cold nights. <laughs> We've got chicken hawk in the house. You said good answer. I think that was to probably renegade. I think that was to ladies, one of y'all. So what's your high and low from this past year? My low was having a uh, staph infection in my hand that took me out for a couple of weeks. I could hardly move my hand because it was so swollen and it was not a fun couple of weeks. Affected work, affected everything I did. But at least it was my left hand. So there's that. I think. I don't even remember. It might have been my right hand. <laughs> I think it was your right. <laughs> it might have been. I have to look and see. It was my right hand. <laughs> I just remember it was pretty rough. <laughs> uh, yes, Josh, in octaves. <laughs> His high and low in octaves. <laughs> How about for y'all? I know, I know my low was it last year when Kenzie, my granddaughter, uh, <sighs> being a teenager is one thing, but another thing is having a teenager that's going into the depths of the depression and man, that was a hair raising ride <laughs> and I'm really grateful she's better now. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think my low you. was, uh, uh, my house sale falling through and losing my head, um, like completely losing my shit for a couple of weeks. Uh, that was pretty bad. And my high was probably meeting Ken Ash at, uh, at self-reliance festival. I think self-reliance festival was a, a pretty good high for the vast majority of us. If you think about it or FTN, I, that was a pretty good one too. Yeah, um, my high was, yeah, and this kid, <laughs> but my low was the C diff that I got right before I had him because that made the first couple of weeks hell. <laughs> it was really shitty. Honestly, <laughs> with that. That was all part of it. <laughs> that was the lowest of the low, though. The Mariana Trench of it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the skill the skill saw dust with the drywall through my whole house that I was trying to sell was probably the lowest of the low. Crawling around on my knees, scrubbing it off the heart the the ninety year old hardwood floors. Yeah, that was that was probably the low. <laughs> Make you want to kill somebody. <laughs> oh, if I had seen him ever again, they probably would have known I wouldn't have been very happy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Josh said float fest was his high and the low was sword in his knee. I don't think I've heard Ow. that story. There's definitely a story there. How's that? Just watch his TikTok stabs himself oh. in the in the leg with a sword by accident. <laughs> I'll have He's to go trying check to be it a ninja out. in the driveway and 
<laughs> stabbed himself. Uh, if it's still on TikTok? Yeah, it's on TikTok. There you go. Brian, did you have something to do with this? <laughs> no, not at all. I laughed a lot at it, though. <laughs> I bet. Uh, if you were there watching, I'm sure you were probably rolling on the ground laughing. No, this was before I got here. Okay. What's one question you're looking for an answer for right now? Mm. I think mine has to do with content. Um, trying to figure out where to put all the different pieces, if they all need to go together under one umbrella or if things get separated out into different things like different uh, podcasts or TikToks or YouTubes or I don't know. Maybe they should just all be the same thing. That'd be my biggest thing. Is there anybody out there? What is the meaning? What is the meaning of life? Are y'all finding any answers on those? They just had AI generate uh, the meaning of life, actually, and it was some <laughs> ungodly. Is that Chat GPT? It, well, it was like a forty-eight day long audio file or some shit like that wow. or four year long it was stupid wow. long and it was like just wailing and crying and sounded like hell that's kind of scary just a little how about you i guess my thing is i keep trying to get my my schedule and priorities right i mean obviously my granddaughter is my number one priority but I got way behind on editing videos because I was too busy doing, doing grandma stuff and, and I'm trying to get caught up and that's hurt me as far as trying to move forward with my, uh, with my projects, you know? So yeah, trying, I'm already putting in a lot of hours each day. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some progress in it. Are y'all finding any answers to your questions? Any of y'all like? Um, I, time, yeah, I've been doing a lot of like looking at the sky and shit, and there's probably something there. What's uh, what's your clues on that? There's things out there. I see them in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> you see stars planets yeah but what what's our what's our sun is just a star why if as many stars are in the sky you're gonna tell me there's no other solar systems out there that support life we're the only we are the only mythical beings in all of the universes and, and galaxies and everywhere in eternity that could ever possibly surprise survive on a planet but it's all random right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> could not ever be anything anywhere else i think it's just the next step up from uh from uh when was it ptolemy thought that uh, it proved that it was that life didn't go around earth that it went around the sun or you know the solar system went around the sun and not earth and we're just the next step up from that thinking that we're we're it i you know there's so much more that I've we don't know I've been diving into like the pre, like what we're taught is Amer American history, the, the history of where we're at and like yep. everything that was here before 
they started talking about it, and it's some crazy shit. Like you got into mud flood and stuff and all and all that. What's that? Have you gotten into any of the mud flood videos? Mm-mm. No? no. There's some interesting stuff out there. All the yeah. things they find buried, like far underground, that are buildings, like huge buildings that should oh, be yeah. above ground. And yeah, pretty ah. interesting stuff. Yeah, like the enormous animals and human, and not human, but Homo sapien well, like type the, uh, creatures. The the statues on uh, what's the island in the Pacific? Um, Easter Island. The Easter Islands. You know, for how many years they thought it was just a head, and they dig down, yep. and it's a whole whole statue somehow got buried there. Like, well, they they just found a bunch of shipwrecks up near like Norway, like in the Scandinavia somewhere too, and. <laughs> They didn't even know they were there, and they're meticulously preserved because the water is so cold. So, wow. I'm sure we'll be finding stuff for as long as humans exist on Earth. Oh, this one's from Josh. I knew we'd get this one. <laughs> oh, that's gross! All the way around. <laughs> Would you rather skinny dip in a septic tank for ten minutes or lose a finger, and why? I'm going to have to go with losing a finger because if you go skinny dipping in a septic, if it's a used septic tank, if it's a new one, that's a different story. Can I yeah. choose the septic tank? <laughs> I'm a musician. I'm a musician. I, I, I don't want to lose any finger, so I'll take one for the team and go with a septic tank. <laughs> oh. oh, I like that's just killing me right now to think about it, but I'll, oh, I'll go in the septic tank. I have to go with the finger because if you go with the septic tank, you're probably going to die anyway from whatever you catch. So better off losing a finger. I'm going to throw that one back to Josh. Which one are you? He says it's a shitty question. I know. <laughs> I mean, I've cut no most of my fingers off partially. So I think if you add them all up, it's probably one finger completely. So I guess you get there. to skip out. <laughs> Uh, trust him to throw something like that out there. All right. Oh, Brian, yes. When was the last time you pooped in the woods? <laughs> this morning. This morning. Been a little longer than that for me. I mean, my outhouse is kind of in the woods, but I don't think that's where you're going with that. Backed up against a tree. Uh, when was the last time I went hiking? Probably then. Not sure when that was. I don't think I ever have. I could hold it for days if I need to. <laughs> I've gone behind a barn in Ireland, but never in the woods. That counts. <laughs> I think foreign countries count as much as woods do. <laughs> Some of the questions we're getting to, Matt, I'm not too sure about. <laughs> What is your favorite pastime? Reading novels. And I have to limit myself timing on it. I, I, I limit it to half an hour to 45 minutes a day. That's, yeah, I would, I should read that much a day. I don't. I'm lucky if I read that much a week. Um, listen, like, listening to classical music while reading. <laughs> Working. Not that I really get to do either one of those much, but that's a goal for the new year is to get some time in each week to be able to read. 
What were you saying, Brian? Working. Working? <laughs> Your favorite pastime. Uh, mine uh, is... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Chicken Hawk says, no one needs the pinky. Going back to the last question. <laughs> Amy said, pinky's up, bitches. <laughs> uh, uh, on this question, favorite pastime, Renegade says, TikTok. Mine is probably football. It, uh, fortunately, it's only like four months out of the year. So, And right now, one of the teams I like is no good. So the other one, they're having a pretty good year. So I Play, enjoy playing, or, uh, playing or watching? I used to love playing football, but now I don't. I'm old, so I just watch. <laughs> what position did you play? Uh, mostly receiver, some on defense, uh, cornerback. Did you start? So no, Georgia's one team. What's the other team? I was too little on tight end. <laughs> I got to be like six six, two hundred and fifty pounds. I'm not that big. <laughs> My husband like, played. Usually, don't they start at tight end and end up a wide receiver? I don't know. Do they? <laughs> uh, the, uh, to answer your question, Thesia, it's Georgia Bulldogs and Atlanta Falcons on that okay, college and NFL. So. I enjoy it too much. And Georgia's having a big game this weekend. So going to South Carolina with my buddy to watch. Yeah. Should be a good time. What's your favorite podcast? Oh, man. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Aside from everybody who's here and in the chat and in the group and all of that, outside of that, what's your favorite podcast? <laughs> That's not fair because I got so many. Like I have to say for me, it's like, it's really is a tie because farmer's kind of life. Amy always seems to take what I'm thinking and put it into words. Yes. From with LFTN, like that one just hits me in the soul and gets my ass moving. So it's really like that tie between the two. Yeah. Cause I like all you guys. I won't lie, but yeah, I love Amy. I love having her in my ear too. Cause she makes sense of stuff. It's like, well, duh, I should have thought of that. You know, mm -hmm. Brian, anything going to fess up? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't listened to a podcast in like three months, just to be honest. No. Yeah. I have severely slowed down on how many I listen to. If I get to listen to any at all, it's very, very seldom, but right now, probably the mindset mentor. They're short and to the point, and hey, I like I like short. Oh <laughs> no! I've been, no, you're gonna make me more, I've been consuming a lot more uh, YouTube content on building and um, doing that stuff, and it's replaced gotcha. my podcast time. So for now, for now. <laughs> Renegade says the Renegade Butcher podcast. <laughs> Amy in the comments said Mr. Ballin podcast. I've never heard of that one. Um, then Renegade came back said if he can't pick lots and TSP, and also Unloose the Goose after party. <laughs> All good ones. Uh -huh. Spin the wheel again. <laughs> hey, in the comments, if you've got any questions, go ahead and drop them in there. All caps so we see them because the chats are flying so fast. So we talked about this a little bit earlier. What's your opinion on AI? 
or artificial intelligence as it's more commonly known. It creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I drove my mother-in-law's new Durango today because she watched Little Man while I took Bug to the doctor's office, and it was all like push button start. You're not sticking the key in, and I'm like, this is what we're having right now. I don't even want to know what AI is going to be like, and not for me. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on what aspect you're using it in. I mean, Overall, like what? What's your good, bad, ugly? Um, I think depending okay. on how it's used, really, it's it's total at different ends of the spectrum. But it's it'll always end up being used for the worst possible things, just because that's who society is. But I mean, does it have incredible power and benefits, and is like a game changer for? leveling the playing field across the board for people at the moment absolutely absolutely so if you don't know what i'm talking about just look into any sort of ai chat and uh, realize the power it puts at your fingertips chat gpt among among about like 40 other ones right i think that one did elon had something to do with that one i think yeah that's about the most powerful one i've found but no, but I, just just the ability that the I mean, just on the simple end, the things that you can have it do, but on the more complex, long, long end things that oh, I, I sit there and just daydream, and I'm gonna get myself in trouble, basically. <laughs> See, so you well, start Oh uh, yeah, I think on the surface it's a pr it's pretty cool in a lot of areas. I, I hate to think we become so lazy anyway if we let artificial intelligence think for us. That's going to get us into trouble for one thing. Uh, you know, you always have to have the human thought. Yeah, have to have the human brain in there to to get the different perspective and keep everything in line. But I think what I don't want for certain is the integration with AI with, with the human body, you know, if that makes sense. I don't know if I said that right, but yeah. I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with that at all. The problem is it's self-learning. Once it's self-learning, you can't turn it off because it will teach itself how to not be turned off. Yeah. Is it though? Would, would we end up with like Bicentennial Man then where... Robin Williams' character was a robot who then, like, became human? I mean, I don't know. Well, there, like there are, there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely AI um, dolls, if you would say, that you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a human. I mean, no shit, like, the lifelikeness of the, of the character um both in erotic world but they're doing using them as spokes models and stuff like that would would i th i think part of the stigma around it is actually calling it artificial intelligence think like which gives you the idea that it actually is intelligent i think it would be well it is i bit, mean it's getting well, to it's, that point it's really it's, getting it's to that algorithmic point. algorithmic intelligence, though, because humans designed it. Okay. Like, well, and the, the book that I had just when, read, it was talking when, about... When what... you, can you design a, um, 
a computer program to describe feelings that it's having. Well, I mean, the computer programs don't have feelings. Well, when they can no. describe them, they do. But why can't no. they? Why could they not program it to to do that to describe it? That's that wasn't well, the original code. It learned feelings. But if they teach it, if you put it in the algorithm to search the internet, because it's obviously connected to the internet, so it has the knowledge. No, no, no. This isn't. Of, no, these aren't. These aren't ones that you're playing with on the internet. These are these are programs that are coming out that have worked on these projects at high level institutes and saying the results they're getting is scaring the shit out of them and they're quitting the hmm. projects. Gotcha. Wow. I haven't heard that. That's uh, they're they're to the point there where they're starting to self learn. Yeah. There is a there is a point where you write the perfect computer program. <laughs> Where it knows everything. Nope. <laughs> well, it just can, it can accumulate knowledge and then use that knowledge. It's basically doing what humans do. It accumulates knowledge and uses that knowledge to formulate opinions, which accumulates more knowledge. And at some point, it's evolved to what we have. Like, how do you make a decision? How do you make a decision? Is it based on everything that you've learned your whole life? that along with how you feel in the moment yeah okay okay why why are we assuming that a machine can't learn how to feel in the moment because it's not it can, it can, it can learn how to make a decision right yeah absolutely but it's all it's programmed okay are you programmed Define programmed. Am I am I a machine that can be unplugged? No. Are you sure? Ninety nine percent. You have, you ever question the reality you live in? Yeah. Oh yeah. So are you are you are you sure that you're not just in a in a simulation or there would be things that could convince you that it's a simulation um i don't know things i've been taught from little on up and you know things i believe i i choose not to go down that path because i think it's deception but i don't know like a lot a lot of those things that i can't explain I, I kind of chalk them up as deception to make you question life because I am a Christian. And so I, I view things through a biblical lens and to actually question if life is real or if it is a simulation, I try not to go down that path. I mean, it is easy to see that I can see those arguments, but that's where faith comes in at, I guess. So, I mean, I, I can if see if your faith is, if your faith is asking you to question and not question things, is that really, I mean, well, I mean, uh, to how far? Because I say question everything. Absolutely, yeah. Question everything, yeah. but I like. Do I do I question the existence of God? I mean, sure. Like, how did it all happen? I have no idea. Some of that is where faith comes in. And I'm I'm not afraid of those questions. I don't know where the answer is at, 
but I'm, I'm only going to go so far down that path because of what I've chosen to believe. If somebody else chooses not to believe that, then, I mean, I understand it's, um, I don't know. It's there, there's questions that I, I can't answer and a lot and people a lot smarter than me can't answer. So I have no idea. But is it, is it, <laughs> is it, is it wrong to ponder those questions? It's, that's just my, that's just my, yeah. that's my question is, is, is it wrong to question that in, in your, it, for you? I, I mean, and, no, and it's not a right or wrong answer by any means. I, I'm just trying to understand. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I hope not because I, I do. I question everything. There's things I have no idea. I'm like, why do I believe that? I don't really know. I don't have a good answer one way or the other. Um, I know what I believe the consequences are for not believing that or for going that route. So I'm, I'm going to choose to not go there. Do uh, I, I mean, I do question everything that, that, that circles back to an earlier question. Cause that's my favorite pastime is pondering that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I, I, I like, I like questions that you can't really find an answer to just talking about it see where it goes. It's interesting and fun. And that's kind of why I threw the AI thing in there. <laughs> well, there are two things I want to put into on that. The first one is uh, on the book that I had just read that the artificial intelligence don't do not actually develop uh, emotions. They are they are programmed to read what your emotions are and to mimic what they what their intelligence in, in, in thinks that you want to do to help with that particular emotion so it's a mechanical thing for them <laughs> kind of like a man's going i don't know why she's mad but I'll, I'll pretend like i care type thing you know and uh, the other thing is you're talking about the christian uh, biblical part of it there the more i because so many of so many of the faith are saying well it's either it's either uh, god or it's um uh not okay and the more i learn about science the more it actually flows with christian uh values or the christian part of okay okay let's I, you know people say oh well is it is it um um when is it what is it um did God create everything or what did we come from mire? Well, you know, I don't know about the mire part of it, but I know God created it. But I also know that God gave us the ability to evolve. And I don't want to put God in a box and say that we can't be evolved, you know? So the, the more I learned about different biblical things or the more science and, and, and religion, not, I hate religion. I don't like religion necessarily, but, but science and God actually go hand in hand. They, and that's all I got. Yeah. I want to bring up some comments. Renegade says humans are biological algorithmic machines and Letty, I'm sorry you get hidden every time I pull up a comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy that's said okay. this is getting deep. Uh, Josh says we all learn to fit society and be human to raise a human in a different environment. And it learns to adapt to those around it. Maybe we feel because we learned how. And he asks, what if the biblical lens is the code you installed? That's valid. Uh, we have a carry sighting. He's listening on the way home from class. 
And then this is a fun one. Sociopaths and narcissists do the same thing. They learn to mimic emotions. So maybe they're artificial intelligence too. I don't know. And then last, uh, Renegade says, I'm not religious. I'm <laughs> I, I think what's good. Like I said before, like the whole AI thing like scares me. And I think for me, what scares me the most is, I mean, what if we are in the matrix, you know, like what if all of the decisions that we think that we have been making because we're basing it off of our past experience and all of our knowledge and everything we've gained over our lives is actually just some puppeteer saying, okay, Letty, you're going to do this. Ken, your next move is you're going to go over here and take a drink. You know, Thesia, you're going to, you're going to nod emphatically and then lean in and say something, you know, what's what. And for me, like that just scares the crap out of me. Like, am I just like some part of the code? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it gets really deep. And when I was little, I used to actually imagine like, well, what if I was a puppet? Like, what if there's a magic puppeteer up there, like driving everything that we do. And I like, when I would like get down deep into those thoughts, I have never been more scared in my life than when I was thinking about that, because what if we truly don't own quote unquote own ourselves? Mm -hmm. And to that, yeah, like what are we here said, for if that's the case? Yeah. Josh said, we're also obsessed with freedom of choice. Our biggest fear is that it's an illusion. It's very true. Y'all want to do a couple more or y'all, y'all done with this? A couple more. All right. We'll do a couple Bring more. It. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Ooh, here we go. What's your favorite quote? Oh, man. I might have to go to my book of quotes for this one. <laughs> Thesia, I know you like quotes. <laughs> I know, but I can't think. I don't know who the author is, but my, but my, the one I quote the most is attitude is everything. You can stick your dick in a beehive, but it doesn't mean you should. <laughs> So I, I had to run, run and get my hat. And it says, I was born for a storm and the calm does not suit me from Andrew Jackson. And when I heard that, I was like, yes, I was not meant to be living in like, this everything's hunky dory. I'm here to fight in that storm and make it through. <laughs> also, I have it on a onesie in the next, in the nine to 12 months that this guy's going into next week. <laughs> Uh, my favorite quote is, you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. Yeah, it's I'm in trouble. <laughs> I know. I, I got I to gotta start hanging out with people. I'm a child. A but... <laughs> uh, Brian, did you? Yeah, you had one. <laughs> That's a jackism, right, Brian? Uh, this is the inversion of the question we uh, had earlier. What one thing, if you started today, would provide the biggest leap toward achieving your dream life? Actually believing that I can do it. Belief. I think a lot of it for me is, is doing, just doing the things that I know I need to do. Um, a lot of times it's, I know I should do this, but I don't have time or I don't see the immediate benefit or the immediate return of it. And so it's like, well, it doesn't matter if it doesn't get done today. And then it turns into three weeks and I'm like, crap, I got to go do the thing. 
So it's putting my money where my mouth is. Playing the lottery. Playing the lottery. <laughs> Spending all that money you, you got from your house, right? I think for me, actually, like setting up that time each day and getting up early instead of cuddling with this little guy in the mornings to to get a couple things done. But once I get my new computer, that can actually happen. So, yay! There you go. Awesome. I'm going to bring up a comment, but I'm not going to say it because, you know, if they if if the algorithms are listening, then uh, they'll they'll flag this. <laughs> We're not condoning that either, Josh. <laughs> Josh said owning manual labor, but he's not condoning owning <laughs> manual labor. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Are those called children? Right. <laughs> Carrie mm. said the fear statement from Dune. I'm not sure what that is. I don't remember. Been a while since I've watched that. I think I watched that. I'm not sure what it is. Type it in if you know it, Carrie. Uh, who is the most inspiring person that you personally know, follow, or historical figure? Or all three? I would say probably the most inspiring person that I follow is a man named Dan Miller. He comes from a background similar to mine, and he is a life and career coach who is like uber successful. And so I'm trying to follow the trajectory. <laughs> ah, man, I don't know. Too deep on these questions? <laughs> I mean, if you would ask me 20 years ago, I would tell you Elizabeth Blackwell because... 20 years ago, apparently this guy got something to say too. 20 years ago, I wanted to be a doctor and she was the first female doctor in the United States of America. So I wanted to be like her, but now that's tough. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'm still kind of an, an, a Laura Ingalls Wilder person. And I've been, I've been hung on her. My first, my first grade teacher read her to us in class. And so that's, She's one figure that stuck with me for my entire life. <laughs> she totally jumped into my mind too just now, Thesia. So maybe I'll go with yeah. Laura. Renegade I guess we're all in for all of us. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, Spirico has has done a lot for getting a lot of these things in groups, but not all of us think he's all. all <laughs> Not all that. <laughs> he's done a lot. I mean, for sure. He has done a lot. But I was like, dude, really? Just shut up. <laughs> Letty, this is your question. I'm going to let you take it first. If you had to change your name, what would you change it to? <laughs> um. Okay. Well, number one, I would just, ch I would want to change my middle name because my full name is Loretta Ann and I hate, I hate the middle name Ann. So I would change my middle name, but I, I've never actually come up with a good middle name to change it to. So if y'all have an idea that's not Ann or Lynn, I would appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with something like, I don't know, George, just something simple. Something easy to say. <laughs> Richard Fitzwell. Richard Fitzwell. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I have such an odd name and I'm an odd person and I can't think of me being any other name. 
I mean, I as a kid, I hated Loretta because I was like, it's such an old lady name. And I never met anybody else named Loretta. And then going to school and be like, call me Letty, call me Letty, especially in junior high and high school with every single class on the first day of school, telling them to change your name to something else. I always dreamed, but I never came up with, like French class was fun because we got to change our name to something else. But even then I never found anything I loved. I don't know. Yeah, you get used to a name even if you don't like it. And so, yeah. <laughs> it a couple more times and uh we're about 104 minutes or an hour four minutes rather here's a good one what's the biggest lesson you learned in the past year that's a good one one i'm having i'm struggling with uh that you don't have to have any qualifications you're going to work on a house to qualify for a mortgage <laughs> You don't have to make sure that the people are qualified to do the work for you either, right? They're I think just going to do it themselves. <laughs> yes. I think for me, probably the biggest thing is that um, hired help can be the most frustrating thing that there is. It's, it's either extremely frustrating or they make it, you know, depending depending who you've got for you. Or depending, yeah, who you've got and what, how they do. Um, for me, I think it's, you never truly know the impact that you make on others until, um, like, you're, because, because, until you actually get, like, that surprise note in the mail or text message or something because you, you just never know. I think... With my background, I think that I have been such an outcast for most of my life. Discovering that that people really are nice has been just kind of amazing to me. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's been cool to think that that people are cool. And I, I thought people were mean for a lot of years, and and now now it must be the to the type of people I'm hooking up with because I'm finding some really nice people and i'm really grateful <laughs> josh says that new social media platforms are a great allegory for shit coins <laughs> they come and go just like uh most cryptocurrencies do and to your middle name letty chicken hawk said anna's an awesome middle name it's his daughter's middle name too And he says it was Buffy's middle name and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, so I don't know. My, well, my granddaughter's uh, her middle name is Anne Marie. I have a sister whose middle name is Anne. My Anything middle name, man. Yeah, you're <laughs> feeling left out there, Brian. <laughs> it's definitely like one of the most common middle names out there. I don't, I, I don't like the Loretta Ann because it's just. I don't like the two ways next to each other, but that's part of my little bit of OCD-ness right there. So I don't even like to think about my middle name. <laughs> now you got to share it. Okay. It starts with a V as in Victor. It's Vernice. Vernice. I've not yep. heard that. 
Okay, I yeah. thought I had the old lady name. I'm sorry, Bernice is definitely an old lady name. My, my, maiden, my maiden name was Thesea Vernice Dayhoff. That is a mouthful. Wow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, man. What, uh, anything else, any other thoughts you guys have for we call it a night? Anything you want to share? This was this is fun. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to make the computer work long enough to do it. Well, cool. Where can people find you? Go around to go around and say what you've got going on, where people can find you, and if you have anything coming up that you want to share with everybody. Start with you, Thesia. Um, my uh, YouTube channel. This one is called Grandma's Homestead, and uh, I'm trying not to make it into Grandma's Bathroom Remodel channel. <laughs> and then I've got the other channel is Farm Animal Life. I need to get some more footage up on that one. And then I've just started a podcast, and I'm just, I'm learning a lot. But it's called This Grandma's Life, and uh, I actually get something up on that. But it's right now. It's just on YouTube, and if it goes on live stream nobody finds it so if i record it and then put it on then people find it so yeah if you go looking for me if you know i put out a podcast you can't find it go on, go on the youtube channel look for it on live stream but yeah that's this grandma's life i enjoyed i enjoyed doing those too and of course all the usual things is some some version of thesia dayhoff or thesia ellis on facebook uh, um Instagram, TikTok, I don't know. Vernice. <laughs> now you know what the V stands for on Facebook. <laughs> uh, my name is Brian. I'm from the Lots Project. You can find me at thelotsproject.com. Uh, I do a podcast Monday through Friday morning, 6 a.m. to 6.30-ish, give or take. Um living my life on the road in a trailer with my wife and three dogs three st bernards in a travel trailer traveling around the country uh talking about experience from homesteading and the new life on the road and all sorts of fun stuff so that's on youtube we got tiktok facebook all the fun things all over the place so looks up the lots project.com lots of interviews coming up too nice don't forget you're barefoot and stuff too. <laughs> yeah, that's all on the YouTube channel. I can't, I can't listen at all. It, I we'd be sitting here. For <laughs> we'd be here all night. So. That'd be the whole show. <laughs> uh, I'm Luddy Lou uh, Liberty All Day Home Blog. I've got the blog, the podcast, and some videos. Um, I've actually got a bunch of them planned out for the new year. So there will be more content coming regularly now that this little guy is. Uh, not quite as needy as he has been the last few months. So looking forward to it. I'm Ken from the Constructive Liberty podcast. I talk tools, tech, tips, and mindset for building the life and career of your dreams. I just came up with that one. That's kind of what I try to talk about, but you can find me at constructiveliberty.com. Did you Brian, make it up on the fly? It was good. <laughs> yeah. Write I it down before you forget. Is it on a post-it note on your screen and you've been reading, you've been waiting to read it? It's for somewhere like around here. I, I, I didn't make it all up on the fly, but yeah, it's somewhere around. <laughs> uh, Constructedliberty.com. 
Constructive Liberty podcast. I do a at least once weekly podcast. Depends if I get an interview or not. I will have two. And I also do a Monday night live stream at 7 p.m. on my Empowering Forward Momentum YouTube channel or on Facebook. Also on everywhere else you can find me. So you can check that out. And this has been another episode of the Fireside Freedom Podcast. Please go check us out over on um, what's the app that we're sending everybody to where they listen and send us bitcoins? Fountain.fm. And stream us all your sats, please. And then we'll divide those between all of us. Have a great night, everybody.